sound of Green Hearts, the Vegan Vibe. I'm here with Brendan this week. Hey! And we recorded an interview with Ruby Roth. She's an author of a book for children entitled That's Why We Don't Eat Animals. We have a sticker contest going on, and we are accepting submissions from anywhere around the world. You can email them to us, or you can post them on our Facebook page. And we've already gotten a few that look pretty good, so keep them coming. If we choose your design, then we're going to give you full credit, like we said before. But now we have awesome prizes lined up. So keep your submissions coming. And we'd also like to thank all the people who have submitted so far. They're really awesome. And we're really excited about our sticker contest. And if they're really awesome, they may just end up on one of our t-shirts. Totally, man. We've been a little bit long time coming since our last podcast. <laughs> Brennan, what have you been up to? Oh, my God. So I'm drowning in piles of homework and readings and lab reports and so I have this huge pile of books and it's right next to my futon and the other day I was having lunch and I had a big glass of water on the edge of the futon and I never put it on the arm but for some reason I put it on the arm this time and I went to go lean over and get something and I knocked it over. Oh, man. And no word of a lie, it went vertical to horizontal and hit the, the floor and splashed all over my pile of library books, uh, lab report instructions, my lab manuals. It was just awful. And then, like, just, just to show how, like, brain dead I have been, I ran around my apartment trying to find something to sop up the... Uh, the water with and like I, I ran to the bathroom and then the kitchen and I was like I don't know what to use it was just bad everything got soaked <laughs> I saved the library books though when I spill stuff like that I usually just wipe it up with my uh, shirt yeah it was <laughs> it was more than a shirt wiping up I had to use a towel oh that's pretty serious it then. was bad and I was afraid for my poor library books because they're all like art history books and they're really expensive and it's just yeah it was it was crazy so that's my my life <sighs> <sighs> i haven't actually been as busy as brendan but um i recently read the communist manifesto <laughs> so, so that will be the book of the week go out and buy yourself a copy of the communist manifesto or read it online it's definitely worth reading and it's definitely worth reading summaries of because it's pretty complicated <laughs> <laughs> so that's the book of the week oh. We will have more podcasts in the future yep. because Brandon will be off of school soon and he'll be able to and we'll be able to devote more time to pleasing you guys. And they're going to be in fantabulous quality because I won't be in this echoey room anymore. And on the next, on the next podcast, look forward to a song uh, written by one of our listeners and um, performed by me. So we're going to try to get some more music every now and then and that'll definitely be coming in the next podcast. So what do you think, Brennan? Should we roll the interview? I think so. Let's roll. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so first off, I got your book a while ago, and my first impression was that the art was amazing. My favorite is uh, The Pigs on the Page About Animal Families. Oh, thank you. <laughs> One of my favorites as well. I like how um, your art is really modern, but it's still accurate to the animals. Like It's kind of like a character that isn't funny, but emphasizes the cute traits. <laughs> well, they were inspired by my elementary school students. I was teaching art in an after-school program when I was inspired to write this book. And it was really their genius at essentializing 
animals. We did a lot of animal projects, and they always came up with the most basic, super creative um, shapes for animals. Like, you know, an alligator was a horizontal V shape. <laughs> and so a lot of my drawings were inspired by, by the way that those kids drew. Cool. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, but you covered it right there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you want to tell us about the book before I ask you any other questions? Sure. Um, it is called That's Why We Don't Eat Animals, and it's the first children's book that addresses factory farming and the emotional effects of animals and the environment and endangered species, all in regards to the food choices that we make. And it's written for vegan children as well as their friends who might want to know why um, their vegan friends doesn't eat animals. Back to the art for a little while. What kind of uh, medium did you use, and what kind of art is it? I use uh, acrylic. It's acrylic on board, and um, the process was basically a ton of thumbnail sketches, and then sketches, and then drawings, and then final drawings, and then the final painting, which is what you guys see in the book. Um, how big were the originals? They range. They're pretty small um, so that I could be controlled with it. Um, they're usually about 10 inches by 24, around you know, the size of the book itself. Um, I mentioned before that my favorite was the pigs. Do you have any favorite uh, drawings or animals? Yeah, I think the pigs are one of my favorites. Um, the chicken is obviously what I highlighted on the front of the book, and yeah. that's kind of become my favorite icon of the characters in the book, um, and also that was inspired by the way the kids draw, and the simplification of the chicken into a simple circle. Cool. What kind of reactions did you get from parents and teachers? The reactions have been very much um, across the board. I've gotten a lot of enthusiastic, wonderful, very supportive response from around the world, from you know a senator in the Netherlands um, who represents the Party for Animals, to all over the world, from you know the Dominican Republic to Brazil to the Ukraine, all around. It's been amazing to be in touch with vegans and vegetarians across the world. And on the other hand. There were some pretty spicy reviews about how the book is um, way too scary for children and children are under no circumstances. Um, it is not age appropriate for them to be making nutritional choices for themselves. And we got some heat from the Utah Farm Bureau CEO who um, pointed out my book um, as eco-propaganda and said that it was full of lies and distortion. So I'm, I'm happy with the reaction across the board. It's, if it's stirring up conversation and heat, that's great. And if it's there to support people who have made the choice to go vegan with their family, that's, of course, the audience I intended to support to begin with. Yeah. Well, at least you're getting the good support. <laughs> yeah. No, that's been wonderful. Uh, how about children's reactions? Children have been amazing. I've done a lot of readings. I turned to the school that I was teaching at 
um, to begin with when they influenced me and read them the book once it was done. And they came up with really amazing, very insightful reactions and responses. Um, anywhere from chiming in to talk, or wanting to talk about the garden they were planting in the backyard um, to a little girl, um, a fourth grader, who was relating her, her, what they were learning in classroom about slavery to, she was likening it to factory farming, um, which I thought was a brand leap, and I was pretty impressed by, you know, the bridge she was able to make with no push from me. This was just coming from her. Cool. So it's been it's been really great. I love having really smart conversations with kids, and I feel like they really like being let in on what seems to have been kept a secret from them about food, and I think they really appreciate the honesty. Yeah, they really surprise you, don't they? I mean, when I was a kid that age, I don't remember being intelligent at all, <laughs> but it seems that now kids seem to have a grasp of the world a little bit more. Well, they definitely are exposed to a lot of information, um, probably way more than we were, and you know, their kids will be way more than they are. But this stuff, this veganism and how our food relates to the environment seems to be left out of the picture as far as what's taught in schools. And I know that I've been... Um, been disinvited from coming to a school um, after, you know, a teacher looked into it and found that the school couldn't officially endorse any one diet, even though, of course, they are by serving meat. That's a complete clear right. endorsement for a certain diet. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to have this book out there. You know, if it's not going to be in school classrooms, you know, it'll be circulated Um, you mentioned the school endorsing, but I was reading your book, and on the back you have some really impressive endorsements. Uh, do you want to speak a little bit to those? Thank you. Yeah, they came. I got endorsements from everyone, from Alicia Silverstone to Jane Goodall, uh, who's obviously done a tremendous amount of work for animal rights and um, the general public's understanding of chimps and gorillas. And um, Ed Bagley Jr. gave one, and I have David Wolf, who's a, a hero of mine as far as the food world, and I've learned so much from him. He's been such an inspiration. I'm so proud to have his kind words on the back of the book. And um, there's more, more endorsements on the website as well, people who were really excited about this book. Uh, Rory Friedman, the author of the Skinny Bitch series. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to, you know, obviously make contact with these people and have their support. Yeah, I also find it really impressive how these uh, famous actors and actresses tend to stay to their roots and actually uh, talk to the vegans and talk to the vegetarians and try to work with the movement instead of just you know, eating vegan or eating vegetarian. They actually try to support other people and, um, like, I guess do activism, even though they're famous. Well, that's one of my, um, my long-held beliefs, is that whatever you do, whether you clean houses 
or you're a lawyer or you're a makeup artist, you have the power to change your field and bring your consciousness into your field. So yeah, it's great that celebrities with the amount of power and influence that they do have, some of them are using their, that power for good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. If you want, could you tell us a bit about how you went vegan? Yeah, it was a complete health experiment for me. Um, it had nothing to do with animals at first. Um, it was just a decision to try it out. I was getting sick a lot. I had tonsillitis, you know, like six times a year, something ridiculous. And I was sick of it. So I was around some people who were raw Buddhists, and I decided to try it out. And for summer, I pretty much went raw, um, not 100%, but it was close. And it changed my life so drastically that I never went back. It was like taking off a heavy jacket and starting to run. And my health went through the roof and my energy levels soared and I was sleeping much less than I had been before and feeling great and popping out of bed. And I, the more I learned, the more my choice was validated. began studying um, health benefits of veganism and raw foods. And then I got into animal rights and what was going on, um, not only with the meat and dairy industries, but all kinds of food industries, our vitamin industry, for example, and how crazy and manufactured um, all those things are and, and why most of them are made overseas and not in the U.S. So the more I learned, the more my choice was validated and I could never go back. Yeah, I read a lot about um, raw foodism or raw veganism. It's really interesting. Yeah, I think for anybody, even if you do eat meat, the more raw food you can incorporate into your diet, the better. Because you're really, at that point, using food not only for nutrients, but as med medicine and preventative medicine. And um, then you get into the level of superfoods, which are not only the most nutrient and minerals and foods on the planet, but they also have medicinal and healing properties as well. So I'm more along the lines now um, of a raw food vegan than I am a tofu vegan, which um, I think has made an even bigger difference in how I feel. Cool. Have you seen um, the movie Food Matters? I've not seen Food Matters. You know, I just put a couple of movies on my queue, and I think that was one of them. Is it a Canadian film? Um, I don't know if it's Canadian or American, but it talks a lot about um, what you're talking about. It talks about how drug companies have a lot of control over the food industry, and it talks about uh, raw foodism. It talks about pesticides and all of that stuff. It's really interesting. But it sounds like, I mean, you know that stuff from your own research. Yeah, well, this is all stuff that I've been studying over the last, you know, six or seven years, and I still think that I can't be shocked, and it, <laughs> things that I read never fail to continue shocking me yeah. about what, what's going on, and that's um, part of why I'm so happy to have this book out there for kids, because if you don't know there are any choices, you can't make them, so... Um, even 
you know, being pretty well educated on food, the more I learn, the better choices I can make for myself. Yeah. And it, the deeper you look into it, the more you'll find. It's endless. And besides writing this book, you're also a teacher, as I understand, right? Um, I stopped teaching when um, I decided to create this book. I did, mm-hmm. did go back and hang out with the kids, and I've done a lot of hanging out with kids at schools and at readings and reading festivals and that kind of stuff. But um, for the last year, I've pretty much been focusing on getting this book out there and getting it publicity and doing what I can to spread the word. And... Um, now I'm working on getting prints made of the book and expanding on what we have now. So what kind of stuff are you doing when you're not writing or working on this book? Um, I, this really takes up most of my time. Um, the publicity and the reaching out and connecting with the right people um, is a lot of effort and a lot of love. Um, but... I that I I do a lot of figure drawing. Um, I've always taken figure drawing classes and drawing from a live model. And for fun, we have you know some best resources here in Los Angeles as, as far as food goes. And um, Sunday mornings are always you know the Hollywood farmers market, like church for me. <laughs> Veganism is my religion, and and. The Hollywood Farmer's Market is my church. <laughs> That's funny. But there's web design, and um, I'm also helping my boyfriend, who's an artist, with his second book and designing that. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of artwork here and there and publicity and thinking and brainstorming about book two. Did, did you say that um, you do the web design for your website? Yes, I do. That's really impressive. I design it in Photoshop myself, and I have somebody who makes it live for me, but I do all the designing and figuring out, you know, what links to where and what rolls over where, so I have my hand in everything. Cool. That's really impressive. Thank you. And so you said you have another a book coming out? Um, I'm starting to brainstorm and think about book two and three as far as the That's Why We Don't Eat Animals series. So we'll keep in touch about that. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was a kid again. <laughs> cool. So where can we get your books? The book is distributed through Random House, so it should be available anywhere you go. Um, any bookstore you go to would be able to order it. It's also distributed by um, a bunch of independent booksellers, and you can find it on the Amazons and the Barnes and Nobles and the borders of the internet world. And you can also get it from my website, wedonteatanimals.com. And um, there's also an option there to get it signed and personalized if you want to get it for your kid or get it as a big present or, you know, whatever your heart desires. Awesome. Yeah, I'll link to that in the show notes. And for all of our listeners, you should definitely request it at your own library so that uh, we can get your towns populated with (laughs) children's books about veganism and vegetarianism. Yeah, that would be really helpful. The grassroots support for this book has really made it what it is. And so any kind of suggestions to librarians, and librarians have been some best help 
for because they, no matter what their point of view is, they love information and helping kids get it. So, yeah, please do suggest it to your local librarian. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, I'll just say that I'm really happy to be connected to and connecting with such a great world population of people who are concerned about food and concerned about animals and doing whatever they can and moving forward the best they can um, on this planet. Great. Well, thanks a lot for the interview, Rui. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome interview, Alex. <laughs> yeah, thanks again, Ruby, for having that wonderful interview with us. We apologize for the quality, and uh, we forgot to apologize before the interview, but it's hard to interview somebody who's 3,000 kilometers away. We are going to be contacting the media soon. Like I said, we're going to offer stickers, and we're going to go on a big media blitz. So, once that deadline approaches, May 10th, we're going to be contacting media, and we encourage you guys to tell everybody about it once we start getting a store up so that everybody can see the cool stuff that we have to offer. And I guess it's worth mentioning that we're not, we're not really out here to turn a profit, right? We're out here to please you guys and offer you guys stuff that we think you might like. I mean, the stickers are going to be pretty cheap, and shipping's going to be really cheap because it's just stickers, and we're going to have shirts too, so it'll be cool. We're going to post a few of the sticker designs on our website and on our Facebook page so you can see what kind of stuff you're looking forward to. And like I mentioned before, you can post the pictures on Facebook or you can email them to us. And thanks for the submissions that we already received. And that's it for this episode. Remember that you can contact us at greenhearts@live.ca. You can visit our website, greenhearts.ca. You can visit us on Twitter and Facebook to keep in the loop. Stay green and be kind. Bye. Bye. Hey, Brennan. Oh. <laughs> no. Your voice is nicer than mine. It's more smexy to listen to. I was just trying to stifle a burp. Oh, man. Uh, I, I hate burping when, like, when you're singing and then you've got a burp. It's bad news. <laughs> I've never had that problem, personally. You know, I don't burp <laughs> a lot in the shower, so I'm, I'm good.